Evans. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good morning and welcome to Saratoga today for Friday, July 28th. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz, with my good friend and co-host, Paul Halloran. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. And after you do that, hit that thumbs up button, that like button. We greatly appreciate it. And also the notification bell so that you know when new content will arise. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. You can see on our name tags are our Twitter handles. Please follow us there. We've got Power Picks below the video player. You can look into our regular Power Picks and our Saratoga-only Power Picks. Then we have a fantastic website, hhhracingpodcast.com, if you're not familiar with that. Paul, we had an unbelievable conversation last night with Frank Miramati. Everything's up on our YouTube channel and our audio versions. He was awesome track announcer at Saratoga in San Anita. Real pleasure to have. We thank him uh, greatly for being on our show last night. It really was, Howard. You know, he we asked you asked for a half hour, and uh, we had a we had to shut him down at an hour and tell him to save his voice a little for <laughs> for the next three days of calls. I, I think if we wanted to, Howard, he'd still be talking. He was great. He was. Just, uh, he uh, was. He was awesome, and he definitely uh, he definitely <laughs> likes to give a lot of you know stories and. He has such an incredible life. It's really, I I highly encourage everyone to listen to that uh, for sure. Because uh, listen, the guy, the guy's just got a great story and and what he's doing right now at Saratoga, he's doing a great job. He talked about the difficulties, Paul, of, of the actual booth and many other things that are just (laughs) calling in that environment. It's not easy. And he just, he makes it look simple. Yeah, it isn't easy. It's uh, and 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 you and I touched on it after he got off last night. It, It is, it is the highest pressure day-to-day job in racing. You know, you, obviously the Triple Crown races and the Breeders' Cup uh, pressure through the roof. But for just a one-meet gig, it is certainly the highest pressure. And he threw 11, uh, 11 days in. He has done a spectacular job. He has. And we look forward to uh, seeing him, perhaps. Hopefully I'll see him uh, next week. Just to remind everyone once again, I'm leaving for Saratoga Springs tomorrow morning, Saturday morning. I'll be there the entire week through uh, the Whitney. And, Paul, you'll be arriving there Tuesday. We are going to send out information. We're going to have a meet and greet for those you'd like to see. Everyone from the HHH Racing Podcast is going to be there except Charlie Freeman. So uh, Friday, Friday the – what is that, August uh, – let me look at the date. August 4th, August 4th, we're going to have a meet and greet before the races start. Uh, we'll get we'll get everyone the information and the time, but excited to meet our great uh, fan base who is very loyal. Paul, let's get into today's early pick five. Now, again, we have Saratoga Today shows tomorrow morning, <laughs> Saturday, and of course Sunday, both at ten thirty Eastern. If you want information on the late pick five for today, Friday, the Ben and Boozen guys, Kyle, Patrick, and Charlie covered it like a glove on our Wednesday night show. So check our bet, check out Benton and Boozen uh, from the Wednesday night show. Cause they went through the late pick five in detail. We are going to talk about the Amsterdam stakes a little bit as well, but we're going to focus on the early pick five. We try to cover everything as possible. So let me go ahead and uh, get that up on the screen. I think the early pick five as I get this ready. Paul was very challenging. I agree. Uh, I thought it was a challenging sequence. I kind of liked the sequence, but uh 
I do have a, a price play thrown in there I'm looking at because I handicapped this uh, quite a while ago and uh, didn't have the odds, but that's good. Uh, we want prices at Saratoga. And, you know, we'll talk about this first race, Howard. You know, I, I think it's good that this is the first race in the sequence and we all get a look at yeah. the tote board. Yep, and some very friendly gentleman sends out clock reports to get information. So we do have a little more information uh, from people. So uh, I actually just sent that out to you, I think, this morning, Paul. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. but I have not. Okay, well, I'll give him some information. Real quick, we, we've got to talk about some people. Daryl. Daryl, good morning. Uh, Katie, of course, is here. Katie, I'm hoping Elite Power wins. That's actually – oh, that is today. Tomorrow. No, it's tomorrow. No, it's tomorrow. It's the Elite Power is running tomorrow. Uh, Mike Monroe, good morning, gang. Hello, Mike. Uh, look who's here. Wow, he's up. Wow, it's early. He's up early. He must not be working. I don't know what's going on. Good morning, gentlemen. It's a good day to have a good day from the host of Bet and Booze in Kyle Roscoe. Kyle, thanks for joining the show. We got Jim here. Paul, I'm here as promised and looking forward to Paul's perfect picks. Wow. For early Saratoga card. Wow. Talk about fresher. We're all waiting for those early uh, picks. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what else here. Raymond Cromley is here. Uh, we have Sean Prince is here. Good morning. Not Paul and Kyle, Sean. It's actually Paul and Howard. But wow, Kyle got old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle's not looking so good. Um, anyway, all right, let's get to the picks. Uh, for people that are interested in my personal opinions on the late pick five, uh, got to get the Saratoga power picks. We have Saratoga only power picks, which are – Detailed full card information for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can subscribe to those again starting next Monday, Monday through Thursday. You can subscribe to our Saratoga only power picks, which covers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday full card. So, again, all the information's out there, Paul. They just have to look into how uh, to get it. But let's talk about this first race. And as we're doing that here, as I go full screen, uh, and then we see the field as I do that. And let me put up the banners also here. <clears throat> here come the banners for the first race. There they are. I do have some clocker report information. As I get that ready, Paul, why don't you talk about your top choice, number seven, who is mischief joke for Maker and Ortiz? Yeah, apparently he's the favorite. I just realized when I went to the updated formulator. Um, you know, coming off two uh, two solid efforts uh, at Belmont, uh, at five furlongs, uh, stretching out to six. You know, this is interesting. How this is a practical joke who who was turning out to be a, a decent sire, but this was a, a bargain basement uh, sixty five hundred dollar uh, purchase uh, as a yearling in the Keeneland. Uh, uh, January sale. Um, you know, Jose Ortiz is, is, is riding well, obviously. Uh, I thought that this, uh, I, I liked him better than the firsters and I did not have a chance to look at the clocker report yet. So that could change and the board could change it. But on first glance, uh, I'll be interested to hear what you think. I was not particularly overwhelmed by the crop of firsters in here. Um, I'm going to slightly disagree with you, but I do have more information than you do. Can we watch this replay um, of Mischief Joke uh, against another horse that's in this race today, Split Strike? I believe that's the eight horse. I thought, even though um, Mis even though Mischief Joke, the eight, uh, who's in this race, so the one you just talked about is the eight here. 
even though uh, you want to watch the four and the eight, split strike is the four. So the four right here is running today and is the eight today. The horse you just mentioned is the uh, is the eight back here, who is the seven today. I thought the four actually did just as much running. It was a fast-paced, Paul, and you see they're lined up three across the track. This is not a good spot for a first-timer. He's really being used. And the eight runs on the horse you just mentioned. But I don't know. We'll take it to the stretch. I mean, here's the four getting tired, which, I mean, obviously he's going to be tired. He's a first-time starter, and there's three across the track. Here's the horse you mentioned. He certainly beats the four, but this is already his third lifetime start as a two-year-old. And I don't know. It seems to, to me it was more of a clunk up. And here's the four. I mean, obviously he beats the four. I'm actually more interested in the eight uh, in this race. Um, and that is Split Strike, who we just showed as the four. Just because of the speed that he showed, he's got a good work tab, Paul. And I don't see a lot of early speed in this race. And I think the horses improved tremendously off of one start, especially Christoph Clement's horses, who are not known to run first time. So I'm a little bit against the seven. I could be completely wrong. But again, the upside is with the eight for sure. Yeah, and I had <clears throat> on an ABC, I'll have the eight as an A, and I'll, and I'll give you a stat that will make you feel better about that, Howard. Uh, okay. Clement, second time starter going maiden special. Oh, this isn't maiden claiming, is it? Howard, it's forget not. that. Forget that stat, Howard. But he's good second time out. Obviously. He is in generally he is good second time out. Yeah. He doesn't typically and and I will agree with you that um, the four did a lot of uh, the eight in this race. The four, the last race, yeah. did a lot of running there. And uh, don't be deceived into thinking, well, he got he got passed late, so the extra furlong is going to hurt him. The extra furlong could very well help him in this race. Uh, you know if. I would like, if I'm betting the eight, and I will be using him as an A, I would like to see Joel uh, similarly aggressive in this spot. Yes, and I think he probably will be. Uh, let's talk about the four. So the seven, just to me, we've had this conversation a zillion times. Looks logical, could win. I do not recommend people use this as a B as in boy if you're an ABC. To me, it's like an automatic A or you like try to toss them or use them very defensively. And I'm going to try to use them very defensively. I could be completely wrong. That's okay. I, I mentioned the four quite a bit here. Um, Agelos or Agelos the Great. And I want to see what he is on the board. I want to hear what Maggie has to say. All those things are important. George Weaver is on a roll right now. Now, mainly with turf horses, but he can win with dirt horses first time out also. And he's working very well. Paul, he's got some solid B as in boy reports on the work tab and look at the breeding this horse is by city of light real nice sire out of a touch gold damn sprightly who's sprightly let me show everyone sprightly was very good sprinter she won over four hundred sixty thousand dollars. actually she didn't sprint well she did it all she went she sprint she went long but look lower for the six sibs have won paul one of them won is a first time starter and a jealous the great is a half to a very nice horse called pause for the cause 540,000 surface strike was a pretty decent uh sprinter there's just a lot of winners in this family and for a new york bred i'm very interested here in the four a jealous the great paul obviously i need to hear maggie and the board everything tells me this horse is very live we'll see yeah, and I do have a few stats for you, Howard. City of Light is getting 13% winners with his first-time starters. 
George Weaver, uh, first-time starters uh, in general the last five years, 14%. At Saratoga, one for 37. Ooh. So I don't know. Well, wanna... it's hard to win at Saratoga, but that's, 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 <laughs> that's true. I also want to mention the two, Eric from Miami, who does not have a lot of breeding at all, okay? This horse is working perhaps better than anyone, according to clock reports, Paul. And that's what this show is about. I want to give people information. That doesn't mean the two is going to run. That doesn't mean the two is going to bet. But Eric from Miami for Horatio DePaz, who's an excellent trainer who can win first out. If the two is taking like sneaky seven to two, four to one money, look out. Uh, he is working very well without tr- tremendous breeding. So anyway, I'm just against the seven, Paul, in, in this race in general. Any thoughts? And you, you, you have Santana on the two, who is aggressive, which helps. And I want to answer yeah. just uh, one of the questions I saw in the chat from Stephen Grutner about the Ferraro Firsters. Yes. I don't really have much on the nine, Stephen, but I will tell you on the three, Bustin' Away, Bustin' Stones is a very, very good first, uh, very, very good New York bread sire and a very, very good uh, – first-time starter. He gets 20% winners with his two-year-old first-time starters. And Anthony Ferraro is is low percentage in that category, 9% overall. He's only had two two-year-old first-time starters at Saratoga in the last five years. He's 0 for 2. But again, let the board be your guide on horses like the three and the nine, as well as the two. Um, you know, both horses are coming in from Finger Lakes, the same trainer. He's bringing his own jockey in in both cases. It's Kaibar Coer on uh, the eight and Perez, uh, pardon me, on the two and Perez on the nine. So, um, yeah, th- those are some numbers. I-, I would always give a second look uh, to a Bustin' Stones New York bread. Just a very, he's turned out, he was very fast. If you want to talk about fast. Roddy Valenti had Bustin' Stones. Rustin, Bustin' wow. Stones was very fast. Could that horse break out of the gate? My goodness, was he fast. Uh, I want to mention real quick, Paul. Eric Beer mentioned that the four and five horse field stake races left me less interested in Saratoga. Eric, I get it. I think we're all a little bit disappointed with the field sizes. But this weekend, especially tomorrow, Paul, I don't. I know we've got, what, a five horse in the Jim Dandy, or is it six? I think it's six in the Jim Dandy. Or it could be five. Sorry, I think it's I think, five. And then it's five or six in the, um, uh, in the in the Vanderbilt in the Vanderbilt major star power. So I, I don't care if it's small field as long as it's quality. What I don't like are small fields with two or three horses that can't win. And I don't need ten horse fields where four of them can't win at all at fifty yeah. to one. So I don't need fillers. I want quality. And both races tomorrow. We don't have time to talk about it today, but. Both races tomorrow are serious quality, Paul. So I'm looking forward to both, frankly. And, you know, at some point, too, you got to bite the bullet when, when, in the interest of seeing greatness. I mean, look, at, I get it with the small fields, and I know Delmar's off to a great start. And all right. Let me know when any other track has a horse throw a 112 buyer on a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon, okay? I'll give you my number. You can let me know. That echo, is never – Echo. Yeah, that is that is just simply on a on a in the fourth race on a Wednesday afternoon, 112 by you're going to get to see elite power in the Vanderbilt tomorrow, who is probably uh, <clears throat> well, we'll see what Mr. Mott has in mind. Yeah, uh, very likely going to try to defend his title in the uh, Breeders Cup sprint. Uh, yeah. When Pete and I loved him, when Pete and I loved him last year and you didn't like him, Howard, he, he's sprint. losing tomorrow, by the way. 
that that could be, but he's, we'll he's see. He's facing a serious animal. You know who it is. But anyway. Uh, it, but anyway, so I, I think, you know, look, at it's a 10-11 race card. All right. If you're that upset, go get yourself a beer and, and just watch a great <laughs> horse run. Okay? There you go. Uh, let's talk about race two, Paul. Tough race here. Five furlongs on the turf. Um, it's an allowance optional 62-5. It's a field of eight. The Moorline favorite which I don't understand at all. And I love David Aragona, but I don't, I don't get it. Is the number five Artemis city limits nine to five in the morning line. I don't have that horse anywhere. I actually saw him run in person last time at Canterbury. Uh, you are going with Fauci who's off a layoff, but really the only horse in this race that is a confirmed closer. If he's ready, he's a major factor. Yeah, and well, let me say this about David Howard, first of all, and he doesn't need me to defend him, but his job is to predict what the public is going to do. Yeah, and well, Artemis the public City, would be completely wrong if they make this five the favorite. I can tell you that right now. And that will not be breaking news for the public to be. But he's coming off five stakes races. Um, you know, you got the two coming off the Jaipur, but the the five, I, I believe the five will be bet the favorite here. So you'll have a chance well, to make some money. It's I read um, money, but I don't. Yeah, well, I you you hit it, Howard. I, I have in my notes here pace setup. You know, I really am inclined in these turf sprints, especially up here. And you know, we've talked about this. It's important to remember that they come from Belmont where the turf sprints are six and seven, and up here they're five and five and a half, and it's a huge difference. And in these five and a half furlong turf sprints. Typically, not all the time, but typically it is an absolute cavalry charge. And I believe more often than not, you're going to see a closer have a real good chance. And I think Fauci in this spot, uh, as you said, he, he has the chance to come off the pace. He's run the last two times. The Thin White Duke did not run well. Uh, no. I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. But Thin White Duke is a, is a good New York bread steak sauce. Is running open company. Uh, I just, this is strictly for me a pace play where I think that uh, Antonacci is 50%, two for four off to a good start. I think the eight is going to have a, the pace in his favor, the race flow in his favor. I agree. I don't have a real strong opinion in this race. And I just, by the way, please hit that like button. We've got literally hundreds of people watching. So please smash that thumbs up button below the video player there on YouTube. We greatly appreciate it. Paul, I don't have a real strong opinion. I thought there's a decent amount of speed. I'm going with a little bit of a flyer here. The number six super success is improving. I want a horse that is improving. Tyler Gaffleone, what? I think he won two. Was it yesterday or Friday? Uh, maybe Wednesday? I think, I, he he had, two. He, I think he had three yesterday, if I'm Did not he? mistaken. Okay, so he's, yeah, he's hot. He's hot. He's starting to pick up the pace. I like the fact that he came from behind last time and ran well against Outlaw Kid, who didn't run great, I believe. And I'm missing the days get all mixed up, don't they? Outlaw Kid ran in a tough turf sprint. But anyway, he's coming out of a tough race. This is not my strongest opinion, but I'm going to try a super success. I've got Fauci second. I, we both might have King Angelo a little bit low in our picks. Or actually, you've got him second. So is he better on turf is one of my questions. Uh, I do like Abreu, and I do like his <coughs> mini layoff. And I don't mind the rail, although the rail is not necessarily good in turf sprints. But let me just say this, Paul. The rail is out now a little bit. And if you pay attention carefully, the more the rail is out, the better the inside is. And not only that, 
the closer you need to be up front. It is harder to close when the rail is out. It's an absolute fact. And I think, uh, remember that one in the last race yesterday, uh, one at Saratoga, I can't remember the name, but he was sort of a one for, and Rosario gave that one a great chip from the inside. So King Angelo is logical too. Yeah, and, and one thing to understand about these running lines, you know, obviously it, you get to a point in the calendar year where New York is not able to run turf races because of the weather. So you either ship, if you have a turf horse, you have three options. You ship down south, you give them the winter off, or you stay in New York and run on dirt. And uh, uh, that'll change when Belmont has synthetic. There'll be more staying and running on synthetic. Yep. But so that's why... You know, I wouldn't be alarmed about, well, they thought he was a dirt horse. No, they, there was no turf to run on in New York right. in the wintertime. Right. Uh, I think the horse is consistent, 13 out of 17 on the board. I got him second. I'll probably be playing him underneath, probably more of a B-type play in an ABC pick five yeah. grid. But, I, I, you know, I certainly think he's among the top contenders here. If I use Armist City Limits, it's a C at most, and we're going to move on here, Paul. But the horse has done no running. I was there. I saw him in person in Canterbury, uh, at Canterbury. Didn't really run. I mean, he was used early. I guess it's going to be Irad money. I, I guess he can win. I mean, he's got a ton of back class. He's just not the same, Paul. And it, unless a bunch of horses don't fire, I don't like this horse at all. I mean, not at all. I don't care if it's Irad or you or me on this horse. Well, you know, again, I, I hear you. He did no running in the last two. The, go three back, and he beat Caravel by six lengths, who's the best turf horse and the turf sprinter in lost the country. Lost Caravel, right yeah. You said beat Caravel. Lost I, I, Caravel. Right. Lost. Uh, we, know. we know what you I meant. I meant what I'm, my point was this. The running lines of Caravel, Caravel, and Golden Pal, three in a row, are going to take my – I hear you. Yeah. I, and it. I will be – He's a B or C for me. He is the horse in the bar. If you're betting the race individually, and I use this term a lot, he is the horse you're supposed to try to beat, uh, especially as a favorite. And I do think, again, with the Caravel lines and Golden Pal and Irad and the stakes races, I think he is going to be bet. I agree with you. He will be bet. He'll just not be on my many of my tickets. Paul, let's go to race three. Race three, you see our picks on the bottom of the screen. This is a maiden claiming 75000 on the turf uh, mile. It's on the inner turf. The rails are out. You definitely want to be up closer, ideally. It's a pretty big field here. The Moorline favorite is the, uh, well, not the rail horse, the one horse who's popping from the five gate, St. Benedict's Prep named after a school, I'm sure. Uh, Chad Brown, Manny Franco. Look at this, Paul. Can you believe this, Paul? Look. The eight. The eight. Who's 15, 15 to one. To one. 15 to one morning line trope for Motion and Gaffleone. And Paul Halloran, we, we are both talk. going with a bomb in this race. I love it. We are swinging for the fences. Sure are. And we did not, folks, We didn't. this is not a shtick. We did not talk about no. this. That's literally uh, Paul's real reaction. He had no idea I was going with the eight. What do we like about this horse? A little red feather racing. I like that. Well, I'll tell, you what, I, I'll, I'll tell you the things I like about this horse. And there are several. Um, and, and, and this will not be in any particular order. We talked about Tyler. Won three yesterday, riding very well. Uh, Graham Preach Motion. to us, brother. Preach. I'm going to keep going. Graham Motion on 180 to 365-day layoff, 24% winner. 
uh, Maiden special to Maiden claiming at Saratoga in that same layoff, one for five, 20%. Um, he ran, he took some money, not a lot. That was just kind of a, you know, get him a start. It's a long, I get it. It's a long layoff, but Graham motion is not a trainer who sends his horse to the track, not ready to run. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see, uh, uh, an esteemed handicapper like yourself agree with me. We don't always agree on things, no, we um, don't. but I, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, I, I little red feather is our friend, Billy Koch. And of course, Mattaquet is a great, uh, outfit. It's all human. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, this is a definite price play for me and, uh, maybe we can get a price home. Kyle Roscoe also likes this horse. He's got this horse. I think he said on top. Wow. Um, I'm just looking at a bunch of comments here. Look, I don't know. Uh, oh, Mike this... Mazzaferro says he scratched. Uh, after all that t- today, or does that mean he was a vet scratch before? I'm not sure. Well, we're going to check. Howard. The scratches should be in the eight is scratch fire fire fire. We miss you. Uh, the scratch should be in guys. If you guys have scratches, please put them in the chat for the races. The, this is why we do the show uh... later. Eight, ten, eleven, twelve. Say again. Eight, ten. Ah, dang it. Eleven, twelve. All right. Eight, ten, eleven, twelve. All right. And the one A, I'm assuming, is out also. But I uh, believe the one I mean, A is in. The one A is in for Chad. Ooh, interesting. Louis Lazanero. Okay. So all that, all that effort. All that. Well, all that effort about you're going to have to wait to next time to bet. Artemis City Limits is scratched. Oh, two five, two five, nine, ten, eleven, twelve in that race. Oh man, I was so looking forward to bet out of the city limits. Get bet against that horse. Dang it! Two five. What is with all, all the, the MT? The two and the five, and what I call the mobile transportation organizations, the MTOs. Okay. But again, Paul, I, I the scratches with the MTOs. Like I don't care about that what is with all the scratches in the main bodies of these fields i don't two two and uh, two uh two vet scratches in the second event scratch the good news is one scratch in the fourth and none in the fifth as we move Uh, forward all right i don't want to i don't want to be negative but anyway i'm so sick of the damn main body scratches can we talk about dreamfly paul uh this horse has good works off the layoff for wesley ward just your typical drop down i don't like the fact that um, she might not be up close, but I got a feeling Rosario is going to use from the rail. And I just have to promote Dreamfly to an A now. Uh, Dreamfly coming out of a <laughs> an only at Kentucky Downs mile and five sixteenths maiden race uh, did yep. not run at all. But horses either love Kentucky Downs or they hate it. And I will tell you this about that race, Howard. Even though it was all the way back on last September. Horses coming out of that race, there have been two horses to win and two horses to run second in their next race. So that was a very live race, and I like this horse, and I like this horse more now that our top pick is out. Okay. I'm looking – I know it looks like – I am looking at the camera, but I'm also looking at scratches uh, later in the card. It's mainly MTOs. There aren't too many scratches actually in the races today. I just don't like uh, – when there are a lot of scratches, main bodies of field. I'm called me crazy. I don't know. Um, I think two can win. I've got uh, who do I? I've got the five in third. I thought this horse was actually a little bit 
Do I have the five and third? I guess I do. I do have the five and third. What I uh, th I think this horse had some turf breeding. I think. Why did I like this horse? I'm actually debating whether I made a mistake. Yeah, it's got some actually got some turf breeding um, on the dam side, and I know he doesn't look very good, or she doesn't look very good. Um, but uh, I, I I thought with Leperu taking the mount, I don't know. I was going with the total flyer here, but there's some turf breeding in there. Uh, the one is probably should be in my picks. I don't know now that now that actually Brown's got the coupling in. The 1A also probably can run a little bit. Uh, I think the one's going to be the favorite, Paul. So we, we'll have to adjust our picks, ladies and gentlemen. We don't want to, you know, come on here and give oh, us yeah. bad the opinions, one is but... The one is definitely in. And, Howard, a little trivia on St. Benedict's Prep. You were correct. It is a high school – well, it could be a high school in a lot of places, but it's definitely yes. a high school in New Jersey. Okay. And the coach of the UConn National Champions, Danny Hurley, coached yes. at St. Benedict's Prep. There so we go. There. Okay, pretty good. Basketball. I'm here to educate, Howard. This is not just about handicap. <laughs> Appreciate it. Let's get to the fourth race here of the pick five. No scratches, correct, Paul? I just looked that up, right? No scratches. No scratches, no scratches in race four. Oh, no, no. The four, the oh. one is out. The one is out. My, my sweet wife is out? The one is out. Oh, he is. She. Yeah. Ah. Oh. That was a that was a power that was a power pick play for me. Okay. Well. That's very interesting to me, actually. Um, okay. So, obviously, ignore the picks on the bottom of the screen. But uh, this is six and a half furlongs for the girls, four-year-olds, and up 40,000 claimers. It is a field of eight now because the number one, My Sweet Wife, is scratched. There's a big Moline favorite here, Paul. And I have a very strong opinion. And I mean a real strong opinion. And we could not be more different in our opinions of this race. The number nine, Quick Money, is seven to five Moline. For Rice and Ortiz, that combination's been on an absolute roll. That is who you're going with. Uh, but I have some reasons to not play this horse. But talk about the nine, obviously, speed of the speed. Yeah, I, speed, uh, you, you know, great spot for Jose to just kind of take everything in, especially at six and a half. Uh, I like being outside at six and a half and seven. Uh, lost to a horse last time named Headland who is also runs for Linda and won at Saratoga last Friday. Headland came back to win off of that uh, race. Uh, these horses that Linda has claimed in Kentucky have worked out extremely well for her. Hats off to her for uh, digging deep and finding these horses. You know, now again, you could say, well, she claimed this horse for 50 and she's running her for 40. You know, I get it. Uh, she also owns the horse, and you know, she also is winning races at a high rate. And uh, this, she's putting her horses in a spot to win. And I think this is a spot that this horse could likely win. All right, here's my reasoning. I am going to use this horse very, very defensively. I'm completely against this horse. If this horse was not Linda Rice and Jose Ortiz, I would not even use this horse for one penny. Hear me out, Paul, and you can let me know how you feel, and, and people in the chat can let me know, okay? Obviously, she's quick, no doubt about it. She's had 14 lifetime starts, Paul. How many races have been over six furlongs in those 14 lifetime starts? I'll answer it for you. Three. Zero. This horse has never gone beyond six, okay? Oh, oh you said six. You meant six and a half, right? No, that, I meant six. It. She's This horse never been beyond six. 
Right, but you said how many races has she run six furlongs? You meant six, oh, beyond six furlongs. Sorry, that is what I gotcha. meant. Gotcha. I understand. Right. right. So she's never gone beyond six furlongs. Her best races in general are five and a half. Would you agree that Alice Park was speed favoring this meet, Paul? Very much so. Okay. Her best number was an 80 on a speed favoring track going five and a half. I don't mind the minor drop down to 40. We've talked about this before, Paul. It's a big purse. That doesn't bother me. If this horse doesn't get the lead, she's not winning. Now, you might say, okay, she's going to get the lead. Are we sure about that? Because there's some quick horses on the inside, as I'm going to go ahead and show here. Hydra is not as quick, but it's got blinkers on and Saez, Paul. This horse is going. Uh, everyone loves Linda is fast. And for for an apprentice jockey, the three is going to go. The four has got a 110 early time form for Atris off the claim, whose best horses are on the lead. She's going to go. Paul, there is a lot of speed in this race. And are we even sure if quick money gets the lead, she can get six and a half? <clears throat> I've got a zillion question marks in this race on quick money. If she wires a field while I'll be surprised, of course not. But you know what? I've got a lot of question marks here on quick money, and I, I don't know. I, I'm very dubious. I, I've got the four on top. I know she's one of the speeds, but she's gone the distance before and then some, and and this horse is uh, trained well, and I think Atris is going to wake up Paul at some point. And as a closer, I have a horse like the five who looks horrible in her last two. But Charlie Baker takes over, and, and and this horse is possible of closing. I think even the seven, you know, could close in the clouds and clunk up. I don't know, Paul. This race stinks to high heaven for me. To me, either the nine quick money wins by four and draws off or loses at six to five, and I'm taking the latter. That's my opinion. Well, that, that's a good way to look at it, but l- let me just – put one caution flag up for you because that's why I'm here to put up caution. flag. We appreciate that. The race that the seven, the six, the five, the four are coming out of. I want no part of horses coming out of that. I understand. I'm buzzy. God rest his soul. My good friend, buzzy. I didn't have the horse. I don't play names. Uh, Came from the clouds in that race at 12 to one. The race fell apart. It was in the slop. I yeah. want no part of the horses coming out of that race. So when I okay. lose them, <laughs> I'm going to fall into you. Actually, I, I did have the, the horse that you liked, Howard, was a solid second choice for me, the one. Uh, I think the one yeah, would have well, kind one, of fit thread the needle very nicely here <laughs> in between, but we don't have that option anymore. No. So I'm going to go in the camp of – I'm going to. I see what you're saying. I, I agree that it's either nine wins easy or – can't find I'm playing the nine and moving on. Uh, I just don't want any part of the horses coming out. When I saw they were all in the same race, I, I, I just don't want the horses coming out of that race. I get it. I could be wrong. I just, the first three seconds of that race are going to be absolutely huge. The nine better break on top and, and be really good because I I don't think she's going to be worthy of her post or excuse me, of her, um, of her, post-time odds. Paul, last race of the sequence, race five. You see our picks on the bottom of the screen? Ah, we've come together like brothers, Paul. There we go. That's more like it. I've got seven, four, five. We're giving people a good variety today, huh? Listen, we got this is what the show's about. We have Absolutely. to give people opinions and let them make their own decisions. You've got seven, five, four. This is an allowance race. Mile and eighth, and I thought this was tricky because similar to a race earlier this week, Paul, 
I don't know how many of these horses really want to go nine furlongs. We're going to find out. But it's a mile and eighth for New York breads, allowance, non-winners of, of uh, two. Other than you see the field there of eight. Moreline favorite is heavy. Colloquy, the seven for Morley and Jamie Torres. That's where we're going. We're going to go chalk to close out the pick five. Yeah, I, I liked the seven, although I do agree with you, Howard. I, I went looking for, you know, try to figure out who can go. So the six is by Mendelssohn, who did run second in the Travis two. Mendelssohn uh, ran second in the Travis uh, two. Catholic boy. Correct. Um, <laughs> the five is by Alpha, who was in a dead heat in the Travis with. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, no. Um, shoot. Uh oh man, it was it was more than one where it's like two or three names. Uh but we'll Tour take charge. This... We'll take charge? No, nope. no, nope. but no golden ticket. Ah sorry, I um, should have known that. Okay. Michael Ferraro, uh, I believe if I looked it up right, has only started one horse. Anthony Ferraro was in the other race. Michael, <laughs> I think I could only find one start at Saratoga the last five years. I'm going to use this five horse beta. Um, you know, again, it, it's, it's a little bit of a flip of the coin uh, with uh, the, the Finger Lake shippers, but boy, I'll tell you Howard, if a Finger Lake shipper is going to win, wouldn't this kind of be the type of race that, it would happen in yes, yes, and yes. I, I just there's beta looks like he can get the distance, but that's really more mile in a seventy. I mean, you go through this field, Paul. You got Son of X, who just is not in really great form, and I don't really like him. Although FNX, the three point three yep. million dollar earning New York bred, won the yes. Brooklyn at a mile and a half twice. Yep. So I would say. Uh, I would say the one can get the distance. I don't know how f- they could all get the distance, Howard. It's a question of how long it takes them. Affidak's main claim to fame, though, would be Paul ran. Didn't he? Run ran second to second in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Two, right? two. I know because I didn't hit the uh, exacta. It was do 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 at, at uh, Keeneland. At Keeneland. American Pharaoh. There you go. There you go. Not the most. I did not look that up, by the way. You saw me looking at the screen. I did not look that <laughs> um, up. Kaz Palace doesn't want distance, you don't think. Even, I don't even think this three is impossible. I know for Robbie Davis and Jackie Davis, that'd be a cool story, right? I mean, didn't run it all last time, but has back numbers at uh, at two turns. So even like a horse like Dr. Marboos, I don't think it's absolutely impossible. I'm going with sort of a weirdo for second, Jackson Heights. He's only a three-year-old. And this is Zilla, by the way, Paul. So the yeah, Sharp I, Connections. I'll yep. let you talk about this horse for a second. I don't know if he gets the distance, but he's bred like he can get the distance. He's only a three-year-old. I thought this was a fascinating spot. And he's really the fresh face and a race with a lot of older horses that are more meh. I could see this four stepping up big time and running a big race. Do you have any insight as you have some partnership with uh, Zilla Racing, Paul? I, I don't. All I do, I can tell you a little bit about the horse. Um, you, okay. you know, obviously, it looks like it's a big jump on paper, seven furlongs uh, yeah. to a mile and an eighth. Uh, Rosario's the right guy for that, I think. Uh, this horse, how an interesting story in the New York bred stakes race, this horse won last September, the Bertram F. Bond guard. It was at Belmont, it was in the third race. 
in the second race that day, the immediate race before, Zilla had a horse get injured and had to be put down on the track. Third, and it's just kind of the, the ups and downs of this game, right? 30 minutes later, they win. And this horse was a bomb, 24 to 1. I, I ended up writing a story about it, and I apologize. I, the, the name of the, the horse that had to be put down escapes me. But my point is, uh, I got a feeling you're right about this, Howard. I got, and, and, you know, there's nothing really there that we can point to. I think the horse can get the distance. I don't have any really solid evidence otherwise, other than you go his sire's sire is curling, which helps. Um, and on the dam side, you know, a Sadler's Wells mare, and obviously Sadler's Wells was a, is a distance turf horse. So I, I am with you on this horse, Howard, not because of the Zilla connection, just because I think the race is wide open. I think he'll get the right trip. I think he can get the distance. There's a lot of I thinks here, but uh, – yeah, I, I, I am going to use the seven as an A here, and I actually might use both the four and five here. I might try to go heavy A's to, to close this sequence. That's what I that that's and and we'll just close the show here. We don't give tickets on the show. I have tickets on the Saratoga Power Picks, and again, if you're interested in Friday, Saturday, Sunday full card information, you need to subscribe to our Saratoga Power Picks, which is on our website hhh racingpodcast.com as we close this show here paul again we don't talk about ticket construction in particular but i'll just give my two cents if i had to single in this sequence i think i'd single colloquy to me colloquy is the most likely winner the seven we just talked about i want no piece of artemis city limits quick money obviously can win but i'm against her the number nine in the race four to me it's a lot of spreading early and hoping colloquy wins and i would back up with jackson heights and maybe that five horse a little bit, Paul. Um, but I think it's a tough sequence in general. A fun sequence. Yeah, I'm disappointed. You know, the the uh oh, Jeff Amster, Rockets Red Glare. Thank you, Jeffrey. Jeffrey's the best. Uh Rockets Red Glare was the Zilla horse that uh, in fact one of my friends was uh, one of the part owners of that horse. Ah. Um yeah, I'm gonna go quick money as my lone A in that race, Howard. So one, hopefully one of us will okay. cash and you know, uh same theory, though. You know, we agree that you you gotta yeah. you gotta be narrow somewhere, and I think all your points about that race are good points. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just against the other horses, so I'm gonna you. go. But let me say this: and Andy Sterling used the terminology on the air yesterday. You know, Linda slash Jose, there will be a regression to the mean here. I mean, Linda. God, I love, no one's a bigger fan, but to win at that pace over 40 days is very, very difficult, especially if your name's not Pletcher or Brown, right? So, no, but no I will say this, she is spotting them right, and uh, I'm I'm very happy to see it. But yeah, I like the sequence. I, as a matter of fact, Howard, I'm going to play the early pick five today. What do you think? Oh, I like it. And Paul, before we let you get to that, we'd be remiss not to, at least for one minute, talk about the Amsterdam. Sorry, Paul, I almost sure. forgot about it. Um, yeah. We're not going to look at the PPs. We need we need to roll here. I try to keep the show to maximum, not even 45 minutes normally. But this is a really good small field, grade two, six and a half. It's later on the card. It's race 10. Joey Freshwater, by the way, is a scratch ball. So it's a field of five. Uh, you've got some monsters in here. I'm against Drew's Gold from the inside. I think you are too, Paul. The five and six are very fast. And Drew's Gold is really good. 
But I like Gilmore quite a bit in this spot. I'm hoping the speed sets up. I think Deer District, Deer District is possible too. This might be a race I just might want to watch instead of bet, but this should be a lot of fun. These are very talented three-year-olds prepping for the uh, H. Allen Jerkins in a month on Travers Day. Yeah, I think you and I, uh, we because we don't have enough work to do, we were both in the chat on Ha Kyle's show the other night. We don't have enough to do on our own, uh, but we like to support. I feel that we have an obligation to nurture the next generation of degenerates. I of think course. that is very, I take that observation very seriously. I was thrilled when Patrick was at Belmont Park with us. I look forward to meeting Charlie. And per- I, I got to tell you, this isn't good for Charlie, but Charlie, who's what, probably about, 20, what's Charlie? 20, 21. Charlie reminds me a lot of the 21-year-old Paul Halloran, which is not good news, Charlie, but it is what it is, as Coach Parcells would say. (laughs) But anyway, I think what we pointed out in the chat, Howard, is that I think the one gets a different trip than he did in the Stevens. And he ran very well in the Woody Stevens. Arabian Lion. I loved Arabian Lion in that race. Arabian Lion really ran extremely well. Uh, I think this horse gets a different trip. Having said that, and, and Jose Gomez did nothing wrong last time, but it's not going to hurt you to go from Jose Gomez to Jose Ortiz. I, I'm with you, Howard. I, I think we both landed. If uh, well, I think you might like the. I like the four. Uh, yeah, that's so all I got. I think you like the four. Although I will tell you, uh, this rivet is a handful. <laughs> you know, again, the Ellis Park. You mentioned it, speed, but this horse was. Chick the Chick Lane, which was a decent race. I mean, th- this horse is really in form. Uh, oh, New York Thunder is quicker to me. New York Thunder is even quicker. Well, that would be so, that would be important for if if, if you want to try to beat Rivet. I, I like. I think that uh, Gilmore uh, gets the right trip for Brendan Walsh, who is high percentage, tre- tremendous guy, tremendous trainer. One uh, uh, won a race yesterday. Uh, yeah, I, I like I'm my play here is against the one, although he's done nothing wrong. No, uh, it should be a great race. I hope that Gilmore is not too far back. <laughs> Richard Avila. Yeah. T- I, Richard wants to, he's poking me about go rocket ride. Still, I said he he was, did that Thursday. Richard, well, let it go. The race was no, a week ago now, Richard. You know what I put in the chat last night? It's too bad. We won't find out because he's not going to come to run in the great a Travers. Nope, he's not. Well, so we'll have to he, wait and see. We'll have to wait till the Breeders' Cup or whatever. Uh, Paul Allen, great job, sir. I appreciate it. We got a big day, big weekend. Again, Saratoga today, tomorrow morning, Saturday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. I'll be at Saratoga tomorrow. Paul, you're going to be at Saratoga on Tuesday. Let's have a great week, man. Hopefully the weather's going to cooperate. But either way, I know it's going to be a blast for sure. For my co-host, Paul Halloran, this has been host Howard Kravitz. For Saratoga today, Friday, July 28th. Crush your bets at Saratoga. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
Kravitz. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country.